You're listening to Fire Ecology Chats, a podcast series by the Association for Fire Ecology. Hello, my name is Bob Keane, and I am the editor of the AFI Journal Fire Ecology and the host of this Fire Ecology Chat. Today, we are very delighted to have a uh, important speaker with us, a senior author that just published a major paper in fire ecology, Sarah Flannery. Sarah, you want to tell us about yourself? Yes. Hello. Hi, Bob. Thank you for having me. Uh, my name is Sarah Flannery, and I am a forester at the Rocky Mountain Research Station Fire Science Laboratory in Missoula, Montana. Um, I've been working at the lab since 2010, doing a multitude of studies, predominantly on whitebark pine, but some fuel and fire ecology studies as well. And I finished my master's in forestry at the University of Montana, Missoula here as well. And I'm currently working towards a little bit more of the tech side of things with some 3D fire modeling projects that we have. Great. Now, everyone, Sarah's uh, paper is called White Bark Pine Encroachment in the Low Elevation Sagos Grasslands of Southwest Montana, USA. It is a field note that was submitted and very well received. As you know, Sarah, White Bark Pine is my passion and my drive and my muse. So can you tell us why a person should read this paper? <laughs> I can tell you that. So White Bark Pine, as everybody is probably aware of, is having severe decreases in its healthy populations. A lot of work has gone into modeling for the future viability of it and where we can expect it. And a lot of models talk about, oh, whitebark pine, because of changing climate, might be pushed to higher elevations with the continuation of cold temperatures and moisture. And that's kind of what we were expecting to see. But this paper actually goes against that. And it talks about and records encroachment. So in these areas that we're actually seeing whitebark pine growing lower in elevation and going into these, these formerly and current sagebrush grasslands. It's it, it's very fascinating is that uh, the sagebrush grasslands actually have less precip and higher temperatures, and yet they uh, are actually encroaching into these. Uh, what do you think the drivers are for the whitebark pine actually getting into these sagebrush grasslands? You know, it's a really interesting thing because it doesn't, you know, nowhere really in much for literature have we identified sagebrush grasslands as a area in which we would expect um, whitebark pine to flourish, frankly. And, you know, normally we think about areas that whitebark pine would go. It's got that mutualistic relationship with the Clark's nutcracker, and it usually comes in quite quickly after burns. But, you know, sagebrush, especially in the southwest Montana area, used to have a much shorter fire interval than it has. But because we've, you know, people have kind of affected that interval, we have, there has been a decline of fire on the landscape there, um, which might have a area that we didn't really think about before as potential. So you're saying it's a fire suppression gradient in that the whitebark pine are actually there now because of the lack of fire due to the fire suppression error. Is that correct? That is a thought. <laughs> um, that's what we're thinking, though, is like maybe, you know, because of the changing fire regimes, that is potential for it to have uh, gone downward in elevation. But at the same time, we saw like absolutely no, um, no seedlings and saplings were measured above these mature stands that we were looking at. So the areas that we would think they would be encroaching in, which would be the more of the sub-alpin for England's spruce higher elevation sites had no signs of it at all. Oh, 
So that is odd, right? Is that the climate change conventional thought would be that white park pine would go up in elevation, but yet you're finding it down. Very interesting. I also read yeah. where uh, it looks like these white bark are flourishing and actually producing a lot of cones. They are. We actually, um, you know, we did during the methods, we did some just field coring and looking at the ages of these seedlings and saplings that we were seeing below the uh, mature stands. And we were seeing trees that were field dated to about 35 years having cones, which is great. <laughs> yeah, very often you'd never see that in, in uh, a mature stand in its normal elevation. Very good. That's incredible. So how many sites did you sample, Sarah? You know, we only got three for the study. It was more of an opportunistic style. Um, just we kind of spent one summer driving around, driving around and checking sites out. But they were all pretty good, you know, pretty sim similar sites. They did have different aspects, but they all had that nice, like, clean gradient where we could test above and below, as well as a really healthy white bark pine population in the middle. Sarah, would you like to acknowledge any uh, funding agency or any people that contributed to the study? I would, absolutely. So this study was funded and we worked alongside um, the Bureau of Land Management BLM office out of Dillon, Montana, particularly Emily Guyerson. As well, we had access through some of the private lands from Hanson Livestock, which we greatly appreciate that. It much shortened the hiking amount we would have to do. Okay, thank you. Well, I surely appreciate your time. If uh, people want to hear about white bark, the clutch nutcracker, and it's, uh, encroachment in the subalpine uh, into sagebrush grasslands, please come and read the paper by Sarah in Fire Ecology. It's the only place that you will find it. Thank you very much, Sarah. Appreciate your time. Thank you very much, Bob.